Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, joining us today. Uh, Singapore National, uh, he was at the Junior Pan Packs. He was at the World Championships this summer. He was at the U.S. Nationals. He got second to Michael Andrew there in the 100 breast, dropping a 003. Today, we are talking to Nick Mahabir. How's it going, man? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. for being here nick i'm really excited to to get into a lot of different things with you uh we had a we had a poll on instagram yesterday um asking for questions and so we've got we've got some fun topics to cover yeah. but first off uh i just want to get into your summer like i said at u.s nationals in irvine you dropped a 003 in the 100 breast i think you've dropped like you've dropped a lot of time in the 100 breast over the past year or so. Um, can you take me through this summer of meets for you and just kind of how that progression, especially in the hunter breast has gone? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think the first time I swam the hundred like breast long course, um, like in a long time, cause I mean, I'll get to that later, but the first time I'd swim it was like a one Oh six. And that was last year in April. Um, so like, Last year in April, I was 106, um, and then I got a little faster. I think I was like 104 um, by the end of that uh, summer, um, and then I started training with Team Elite. Um, start off at 103, and then yeah, so U.S. Open was 103, and then I think I was at some pro series um, with in Westmont. Um, that was my first 102, and then I got really sick after that. Um, and I was super worried because I was like, oh, no, you know, trials is coming up. Like, what am I going to do? And my parents were like, no, you need to take a break. Like, it's, it's just going to be better for you in the long run. And I was like super bummed. I was like, OK. Um, so I had like 10 days of training and then went to Mission Viejo. I think it was Smock. Um, I had to get my 200 cut because I didn't have my 200 cut yet. I only had my 100 cut. Um, then I got it and then I went one on one. And I was like, what? Like, I haven't been training. <laughs> um, so I was super stoked. Um, and then trials, um, I had a decent 200, um, and then the hunter just wasn't really like, I, I think I was really tired. I've never like done three events. So I've only swam like 100 and 200. So I think it was a 50 and like back to back to back. I wasn't really used to that. Um, so I knew the hunter could be better. Um, so going into nationals, um, I think the goal was just, to my, my bigger goal for the summer was kind of like junior pan packs um nationals wasn't really my tape for me or anything i was just trying to see what i could go but i was like training really hard and i was training really well so i was like okay you know i think i can put something down um so in the morning i was like ah eh, like i i broke the national record so i was like okay can't be too mad like david marsh was like okay i don't want to see a smile on your face like come on don't be so sad um but i knew i had more and then i think that afternoon um michael um he came, he didn't have a place to stay. I think, um, he got like, he had to move hotels or whatever. So he came over to take a nap and he was like, I think he was talking to one of his friends. He was like, this kid beat me in the morning, but you're not going to beat me at night. And I was like, okay, you know, just a little playful trash talk. Um, and I wasn't really sure. I mean, at night I was like, ah, you know, it'd be pretty cool. And if this is the one time I'm going to beat MA, like, you know, this is the time to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, 
like at night we were just having fun like in the ready room like all the other guys trying to get focused and i'm just laughing and smiling and talking with michael we're joking around um and then i guess it just happened but yeah yeah so uh i don't remember what michael went do you remember what he went in that final yeah i think he went like 008 if i'm not wrong 007 or 009 yeah Okay. Matt was on me. Matt was really close. I think Matt was like double five. He was coming in. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so, but you, so you were double three in that final and then, uh, and then moving forward, how do you feel like you transitioned from that meet to junior pan packs where, uh, you went on to get, get third in both the hundred and 200 breasts? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I definitely wanted to, you know, go under a minute at junior pan packs. Like, so over those, I think it was like a two week period or two or three week period. And, um, I think all I could think about was like going under a minute and that just kind of got to my head, like while I was training and everything, like normally I'm pretty relaxed, but like, and then we did like a really long take because before nationals, I didn't really do like much of a taper. It was like, you know, three days or something. And like, we had hit it really hard before. Um, so I knew I was like in shape and I'm the kind of swimmer, like if I taper for like too long or whatever, I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm in shape. Um, so we, we like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was definitely like less and like not as intense. So I didn't feel like, I don't know. I think I just wasn't in the right, like mental headspace at junior pan packs. Um, I think my 200 was okay. I mean, it was, it was a really fun race. Um, but yeah, <laughs> my 100 didn't really go to plan, but I, I, and I know like why, like just like over swimming it and everything. So yeah, just some things to work on. Yeah. Uh, and then something we didn't mention is that you actually went to world championships this summer as well. Uh, yeah. and swim the, and swim the 50 breasts. Um, mm-hmm. can you tell us about how, that like what the qualification process for that was and just how the experience getting to be at such a high level meet was for you. Yeah. I was like super fortunate to have that opportunity. Cause like, I think like, even like six months before I was like, man, if I even make junior worlds, like this is going to be like sick. And then if you had told me six months later, I'd be at worlds. I was like, no way. But um, I think the times came out um, and back Back then, I, I don't think my 100 and 200, I, I didn't think I could like even go 215 in the 200 or anything. So I wasn't really super sure. Um, but I texted my coach. Um, yeah, because in Singapore, there's another guy named Max. And at that time, his 200 and 100 were a lot faster. Um, his 50 was the only thing that I was kind of close to. So I texted one of the Singapore coaches, Sonia. I was like, hey, you know, like he goes, 28.4 and then times 28.2 if I get it you know I was like this looks doable so I was like I don't know because I'm like a pretty small like I'm, I'm pretty light and so like for me to swim the 50 you know you would think I'd be swimming like the 200 or something but like for me swimming like a big man's race um like I did not think I'd be swimming the 50 um so at trials um so with Singapore um if you get an A cut um then I mean you automatically get to go and there's two spots um, so even if there's another guy that has an A cut, um, then it, it doesn't mean if you get a B cut, you can't go, but you, you have to get a B cut and only one guy with a B cut can go. Um, so I had to like beat the other guy on the same 14 max in the 50, um, and get the B cut. And I think in the, the first day was the 200 
I got kind of close to him, but he ended up going a lot faster. Um, he had a meet like a month after. So I had to wait that whole time. So th that whole time I was like, I, I think it was like two weeks after or something. Um, but I swam the 200 and then I didn't get the cut. All right, I got the B cut, but he was still faster. And then the next day I swam the 50. And in the morning I got the like exact cut. So the cut was 28, 29. And I had like 28, 29 written up everywhere. And then I went exactly 28, 29. And I was like freaking out. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe, but I have to wait. And then the hundred, um, I, I think I got his exact time. So we were tied. And then our second times, mine was like 0.1 faster, but he had enough going faster. But that whole like two weeks, I don't think I could sleep like during like the, like his race. Like I would wake up at like 4 a.m. And like without an alarm, my body would just wake up at 4 a.m. And I'd be like, oh, I can watch the live stream. And then I, I watched it and then got the text at like 4 a.m. I was like, oh, my God, I can I can finally rest now. So that, that's kind of how the qualification went down. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Did When you say trials, do you mean Singapore trials or U.S. trials? U.S. trials. Yeah. So okay. before that, I wasn't sure because I hadn't represented either yet. Um, and, you know, like all the U.S. guys are so quick. Uh, I didn't know if I had like any shot at all. Um, so going into that meet, I wasn't sure. Um, I knew I was going to use it like as a qualification meet because there weren't any like big qualification long course meets, um, that would like be official either because they have to be FINA approved. Um, so I was going to use that, but I, I really wasn't sure at that point. Um, but I think the opportunity of like going to worlds, um, you know, at 16, I was like, I couldn't like turn that down. And, um, Singapore has like kind of always been home. So that's how I made that decision. But yeah. Were you eligible to represent the U S yeah. So I hadn't represented Singapore, um, at any meets yet. Um, so yeah, I was, I, I mean, I am a U.S. citizen. I have like a U.S. passport, but my mm -hmm. dad's from us. So yeah. Um, do you think that's something you'll consider in the future? Do you think Singapore is kind of the way you're going to go now? Um, I think, I think Singapore is like the way I'm going to go now. Yeah. Um, I think just with like trials and everything, you know, like getting top two is like at like one specific moment, you know, you could train like what 10 years of your life and then say like you slip on the block at trials and then you get third. It's like, Oh man, you know, but Singapore, like, um, once March comes around, um, you know, there's a lot less people obviously. So it's a lot less competitive. Um, I mean, I still have to get a cuts because there are some guys with a cuts. So, you know, it's not, it's not easy. Um, but yeah, like starting in March at any FINA approved meet, if I get the cut, then I'm not going to say I'm like guaranteed, but like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I have a lot higher chance so, yeah. <laughs> for sure. What is the a cut in the hundred breasts? I think it's 59, 49. Yeah. So yeah, it's, All it's right. Yeah. Uh, what do you know what it is in the 200? Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. It might be 209.6 or 209.7. Yeah, that's, that's pretty quick as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you've, you've certainly got time and you've, mm -hmm. you've got a little room to improve there, but, uh, okay. So, um, let's get into your background because I don't even know this. Did you, were you born in Singapore or were you born in the U S yeah, I was actually born in Singapore. So my dad's from the U.S. He grew up there, grew up here. Um, my mom's from Singapore, and I was born there. Um, I lived there until I was six, um, and then my dad kind of kind of wanted us to grow up in the U.S. in California. 
Um, so we ended up moving to his hometown. I don't know if you've heard Marin County before. It's like across. I tell everyone it's across San Francisco where everyone takes photos up on the <laughs> hill. Everyone's done that. So if you've been to San Francisco. So, yeah, I, I grew up there um, up until last year around September. Yeah, we moved down to San Diego. Um, but, yeah, I, I grew up there. Um, I've always had like dual citizenship. So, yeah. Uh, and so you, you're relatively a newcomer to swimming, uh, but not to the water. You played water polo from age eight to 15 and you weren't swimming at all from ages 12 to 14. You were on the Singapore junior national water polo team, uh, at ages 13 and 14. So what, what got you into water polo initially? So I was like, actually kind of like always a swimmer, like, I used to consider, like, when I was younger, I think my parents, they, they aren't swimmers, so they just wanted me to learn for, like, water safety. Um, so, for, like, I think I was, like, five or something, I started swim lessons, but, like, I just remember, like, hating it, because, like, I mean, I had one coach, and I love him now, but when I was younger, he was just so strict, and, like, you know, you're a little skinny kid in the cold water, and you're just getting screamed at, and, like, having to do, like, hard things, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> Like, you know, not, <laughs> I think like, we can all relate. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, some people just love the water, but like, and I, and I like the water, but I just didn't like swimming. Um, and then when I was six, I joined um, a club team up in Northern California um, called North Day Aquatics. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Um, but yeah, so I started swimming there um, for two years. And then when I was eight, one of my swim friends, um, he introduced me to water polo. He was like, dude, you got to, I think it was like my eighth birthday. He was like, you got to check this out, dude. Like it, it was just like in the other pool, like literally like a minute, like, you know, just pools next to each other. And after swim, he was like, dude, I've been doing this. You got to try it. And I like loved it. You know, it was like you like all of a sudden you get a ball and you can breathe and like you, you can talk. <laughs> it was like it was awesome. You know, you got a whole game. You got like a goal. Um, so I think I just like started loving that part of like, you know, because I think when you're younger, like relays, it's not really like, you know, like a real team thing. It's just kind of like, you know, we're also like young and small, like you don't really like know what that all is. But with like water polo, you can kind of see like the whole team part of it. And I think I really just enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah. I, when I, I when you play water polo at age eight, do they use smaller balls? Yeah, yeah. So like, okay. as you, like eight and under, there's like a little one. And then as you go up. Yeah. And then once you're 14, I think you always, or once you're 16, then you, once you turn 15, you like always use the same size. Um, okay. Yeah. No, the, the little eight-year-olds aren't using like It'd be way too big. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so I, I think I like, from that point on, I was like, okay, this is like what I want to do. You know, I want to play like all, and my parents like kept me in swimming, which I'm like great for, because it just made me like a better water polo player, you know? I think a lot of the guys like couldn't swim as fast or anything, you know, just cause like we were, they were only playing water polo and we were still swimming like four or five times a week. So I've been doing like doubles, you know, since I was like a little kid. Um, but I, I don't think I really like, I was the type of kid that would look at the clock and be like, you know, when like count, count down the minutes and it would just feel like eternity. And okay, I get to go to water polo, like, you know, um, but there are like a lot of like late nights and stuff for me, you know, like at that age, like I feel like it was quite a lot, um, but it was really fun. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, 
did that um both water polo and swimming you know like i mean we, i prioritize water polo like if there was far westerns or like junior olympics water polo i'd you know go to junior olympics you know it was always kind of the priority and i always want to play water polo in college so i was like oh like something i just love to do um and then once i was 12 my parents um they wanted to like travel a bunch and just like show us the world and like learn through that way so they pulled us, my brother and i out of school to be homeschooled um, so during that time, we just like traveled a bunch and like, you know, now like I'd be worried if I was out of the water at all, but like, you know, for like one or two days, I'm like, oh no, like I'm going to lose water feel. But way back, I was like, ah, you know, I don't get to play water polo, but I don't have to swim. So I was like, this is, pretty <laughs> this is a pretty good deal. Um, you know, yeah. like nice, you know, so I think, I mean, we were even counting. It was like out of the water for like, you know, three, four months, then hop in. Um, but we were mainly in Singapore at that time. Um, I think I came back one summer when I was 13 to do like a summer of swimming and water polo. So I think there was one meet I did, um, you know, just, I don't know why, but I did one meet in between then. So I was still kind of swimming, um, but I definitely wasn't thinking of it as like training or anything or like, you know, I wasn't very like serious at all. It was just for water polo. Everything was like for water polo. Um, so yeah, in Singapore, then I was only like in Singapore, I would never swim, um, I would only play water polo and that was pretty intense. I was like, we had a ton of practices, um, but I got invited to play on the junior national team. Their facilities are like incredible. So it was just a great experience. Um, and I loved it. Um, and then when I was 14, I don't really remember what like prompted the, the change, but I think I just wanted to go back um, to California. Um, so I went back first with my dad. And then right when that happened, um, like pretty much, um, I just turned 14 and then like a few months later, COVID happened. Um, so when I got back before COVID happened, I was still doing water polo and swimming, doing both, but like the focus was just water polo. Um, and then, yeah, so COVID like stopped everything, especially in California, they were pretty strict with everything. Um, so we were like, you know, out of the water for two, three months. Um, and then during that time, um, yeah, I started, I started like running, like I don't, I hate running, but like, I just would run, I had so much energy to just run out the door and then, you know, start working out and everything. Um, and then the only thing that came back first was like swimming because, you know, water polo is contact. So this was like kind of how it all happened. So like swimming came back and this time I could like only swim, you know, I couldn't do both. So this is like the first time I was like solely swimming. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, the only place we could train to was like Nathan Adrian's new club. I don't know if you've like seen that. Yeah. The AC so, club, right? Yeah. The AC club. Yeah. So that whole summer we were training at the AC club. Um, and Katie McLaughlin, she like joined the coaching staff. So I just had like all these like Olympians. I mean, Katie wasn't an Olympian then, but you know, she was still a like super fast swimmer. Like everyone knew who she was. Um, but I think, cause I've never really like met like pro swimmers or anything. I think I was kind of inspired just seeing Nathan. I was like, Oh my God, you know, that's like Nathan Adrian. We're like swimming in his pool. Um, so I think that was like a little inspiring, you know, kind of like, because before I started playing water polo, I think I wanted to like, um, be like an Olympic swimmer. I think that was kind of always the dream. Um, but yeah, so I saw Nathan and, and then Katie started coaching us. And then I think I kind of just like started to like it a little more, you know, a little inspired by that. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think over those like few months where I was just swimming, I got like a little better at it because I was like only swimming and I started to like try a little harder and stuff like that. Um, and then eventually polo came back. Um, so it was like back to doing both. Um, but like, I think we had like one meet and I like, I just liked it so much more for some reason. I think I just really started to like appreciate the like process of like training and then watching yourself get faster. I think I finally like saw that in swimming, which I'd like never seen before. It was always just like, you know, you, you just jump in a pool and like you go this time and like, what does it even mean? And all these parents are screaming and you just have like no idea, you know, like why you're doing that. You know, I don't know. I just wasn't really sure like why people enjoyed swimming so much. And then I, I started to like realize, you know, like, oh, you know, I kind of like this. Um, but, you know, I was still doing water polo. And then I think the big change was like one, like this one boy, his name's Mari, he, he joined our team and like, we just became like, I don't think I've really had like a best friend, best friend. And like, we just like clicked instantly and we were like best friends. Like we, we could like talk for like nonstop. And I don't think that really like helped, but like, we're super competitive. Like we're extremely competitive against each other. And so like in practice, like this is like the first time I would have like, I'd be like competing in practice, you know, cause I, I never really got like, why are you trying to beat people in practice? You know, like, just like chill, but like, we would just go at it. And I think that, that month I dropped like eight seconds in my, like, or seven seconds in my 200 yard rest. And I was like, damn, like, you know, like, cause we were just going at it like so hard each day. We just like fight each other. And like, he really like prompted, I don't know. He just brought something like out of me that like, I, I didn't know I had um, like, and we just brought like the best, out of each other and it was just really like healthy i mean our coach didn't appreciate it too much because we were probably talking a lot um but yeah i mean i think i just really started to enjoy like you know going to practice and everything like that um so i started training a lot harder and i was you know having some pretty significant um yard time drops um and then i went to my first long course meet and i knew like i was always better at long course because when i was younger like I would never like do anything at short course meet, but at long course meets, I would actually do okay. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe I still have it. I don't know, but um, I like barely got the cut for this one. I like, had to like email the woman like a week before. I was like, hey, I just got the cut. Like, please, like, <laughs> really, it was, like some spring cup. I was like, I just got it. Like, you know, like we got the hotel. Like, can we like get in? My coach told me we couldn't get in. And then like I emailed her. I was like, please, you know, I begged to get in the meet. And then I ended up like for me at the time, like 219, it was like my first and we didn't even really we trained in like a 40 meter pool or something. And we didn't we trained like once a week or something. So for me, like 219, I was like, oh, my God, you know, it's like pretty close to a trials cut. So that that was kind of the switch. So I think after that day, I had a talk with my water polo coach and that was pretty much the end. I was like, you know, I'm like this is something I really want to do. You know, I'm really close to a trials cut now. Um you know, like I'm going to stop playing water polo, you know, which was a big deal. Cause like, I always thought I was going to be a water polo player. Um, yeah. And so from that point on, I was like only swimming. Um, and then over those few months, I was getting a little faster. Um, and then my dad got like a job opportunity in San Diego and, you know, we heard of like David Marsh. And so I think we were looking like at all his like everything is done. And my dad was like, dude, like, oh my God. Like he just like kept scrolling and he was like, man, like this guy's good. Um, so we moved out. Like, yeah, my parents were like extremely supportive because they saw, you know, like 
how bad I wanted it. Um, you know, so I'm super lucky to have like, you know, that, mm. but yeah, so we moved down, um, to San Diego last year. Um, and then that's just kind of how I like, ended up in San Diego, but yeah. Yeah. So th- thank you for that synopsis. I mean, that yeah, kind of paints, the, paints the picture. No, no, that, that, that paints the picture of just your, your background, your aquatic background, certainly of both water polo and swimming and kind of how it, it explains how you've kind of burst onto the scene in these last 18 months. And, you know, like you said, coming from a 106 hundred yard breast, uh, sorry, 102 hundred yard breast, 106 hundred meter breast to, you know, what you are now. Are you 55 in the fit in the hundred yard? <laughs> yeah, that, that needs some work. I mean, like our focus has been all long course. I think I've swam long course, like hundred breaths, probably like 20 times. I, I, I don't know exact number, but like swim the short course, this year, like twice or something. Yeah. We, we just haven't like the whole focus has been like trying to get those a cuts. So Sure. I, I think we'll see some short course in the future. Um, but for now that that's like the, we're trying to get the A cut and then yeah, work on, work on the walls. Uh, Which, work on the outs. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, I mean, and again, that makes sense. Um, so, so right now for you, what is a normal training week look like? Um, yeah. So I train Monday through Saturday, um, and Tuesday, Thursdays are doubles. Um, usually it's like an hour and a half to two hours. If I have doubles, it'll be like shorter, keep it at like three and a half hours max. Um, but yeah, usually like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are like some kind of power, like stations, like bands, running dives, um, and a little bit of aerobic work. Um, I mean, right now it's like all aerobic work, but like when, when I get into it, um, it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll do that. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursday mornings are like the most important part of the week. Cause those are like the fast, like quality, like long, like 2000 meter breaststroke, not okay. Maybe like maybe like a thousand, 500,000. It depends. It can range from like 600. I think we did like 1800 before nationals of like just sprint, not like all, but like pretty much sprint. Like you're just dying. Um, but those are like the hard, like long course mornings. Um, yeah. And then Saturday, um, do like hard short course stuff. And then Wednesdays are kind of recovery ish with the stations. Um, and then for like outside of the pool, I don't lift at all. Um, I pretty much just like stretch and do like a little bit of core. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much just stretching like Monday through Sunday, I stretch every day. Like, I feel like that's really made a big difference. Um, I think Ooh. from like, that. When did, when did you start that? Um, so I always used to just like, we never, I mean, I guess we had a team dryland before, but like ever since I like transitioned to swimming, I would just do my own workouts at home and just do as many pull-ups and do as many push-ups and like all this like wasn't I was just trying to be sore I don't know I like didn't have real program or anything you know I would just like grind like just whatever I could to like just push myself and I don't know I think that was like good to a certain point letting was like not the smartest thing either because I would just show practice like racks like blisters all over my hands just like so sore I can't even swim um and so I think I got like a little smarter now now I have a instructor um like we do like virtual um lessons um for just like stretching and like 
um, explosive stuff, you know, a little bit of like body weight stuff. Um, but I think in that was like the biggest change. I think from like going from April to nationals, like trials 101.7 to um, nationals, like dropping like a second and a half. I think just like feeling good for me, I don't know, just feeling good at um, every practice. Like, cause I, I would show up to every practice like sore. I think once I started like feeling good and like, and I never used to like even stretch before I got in, I would just, you know, do like two leg swings and like do two arm swings and then just like hop in, you know, like even at meets, I don't, I don't think I'd do any activation or I didn't even know what that was. Um, I think, and during my world's training trip, um, one of my buddies, um, Tiong, um, he's super fast flyer. He actually got top eight at worlds, which was crazy. Um, but you know, he kind of showed me like the ropes of like what it, what it's like to be a professional. Um, I think like when I joined team late, I think, um, there weren't really any pros. Um, and then I think in January, um, once I started training, I switched like from Joey to Javi, um, the two coaches, um, and one of the pros, I don't know if you heard of Linnea Mack. I'm sure you have. She was at doing the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. She started training, and that was, like, kind of the first time I had to, like, train with a pro. Um, so I saw that, you know, like, you know, all the, like, professional, how much more professional she was and, like, tried to, like, learn from that. But I, I don't think I, like, fully understood it until I was, like, living with, like, a professional at the training camp. And then I could really see, you know, like, he's like eating after workouts, you know, this is like all new stuff to me, you know, like shakes right after workouts, like to recover and like all the things they do for recovery. I learned like all these new things. Um, so I think that trip and like activation, like, you know, they would spend like the whole Singapore team would spend like, you know, 20 minutes before, like, just, I was like, what? Like, like normally I just do a leg swing and hop in. But, um, and once I got back and like, you know, got myself like a whole stretching program and everything, it's just been part of like, my everyday like swimming like now I can't swim without stretching like I I feel terrible so I have to stretch like before every practice but yeah uh once again great insight I I love hearing about different swimmers routines and again your weekly training so we've I've got some rapid fire questions uh from Instagram to to finish up this pod um first off in terms you know we're talking about stretching uh before you get in you swim breaststroke breaststroke's weird right uh what for you what is one key thing when you're trying to get into the zone for breaststroke when you're trying to get your stroke to feel right uh what do you need to click or what do you try to focus on for your breaststroke to go right yeah so i don't know like some people have seen this at meets but i carry around like the loofahs as a parachute and this is like the biggest thing for me. Um, like everyone always walks by and like, what's that? Like that's, that's supposed to go in the shower. Um, but I learned it from um, Tom Rushton. Um, he was out here with some of his swimmers and he said that Siobhan, um, sorry if I'm saying her name wrong. I think it's Siobhan. Um, she, she like loves using, he just says her corners are so much better um, when she's like pulling with the loofahs as a parachute and the difference is like they float normally like a parachute like kind of sinks but because the loofahs like float it just helps with your body line um so i do like a 600 of like just like sculling not in a row but a 600 of like mixed stuff with paddles and like drills with the loofahs and i just feel like that really helps me like get ready for my race but yeah 
Nice. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, all right, That's next. Long answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we talked about M.A. Mm-hmm. M.A. asked himself on Instagram, what is it like <laughs> to be neighbors with Michael Andrew? I was trying to have him. I was like, dude, you should pop in on the pod. Like, I mean, he's literally like a minute away. I don't know if he's training or anything. I was trying to get him on, um, but it's great. You know, honestly, I mean, I think it's like kind of crazy how like when I moved down of like all the places I could have moved. And this wasn't planned or anything. Like I moved here like a week before Michael got here and like, I had no idea. And I was like, dude, what are the chances? Like, you know, like I'd always like watch his vlogs and stuff. And I was like, this guy's so cool. <laughs> like, so like, I was like, no way. Like this guy's my neighbor. Um, and so I, you know, we'd like, I see him at the pool, like almost every day. Like he's always saying you know, he's training so much. He's always like, you know, there's only like so many pools on Coronado. So, I mean, I see, <laughs> see the guy all the time. And, um, on, on Sundays we'll do like volleyball, um, um michael will have like a bunch of friends or like anyone who wants to join um on on sunday yeah we'll all play volleyball and then have like a barbecue at night so it's really nice like a get together every sunday um yeah and i i really don't think like i have to like thank michael because i don't think without like having him around as like kind of a mentor and even his dad like i don't think i would be swimming like the times I would be without him because like just having him at meets and like helping me calm down or just like, because I, I mean, other than like Katie and Nathan, um, I didn't really know any like high profile, like pros or anything. So, you know, I, I would kind of look at like these fast swimmers as like, not like human being, you know, and I think having Michael around just kind of helped me realize that like, you know, we pretty much like live like, the same life so, like we're not michael's not riding around in a limo you know he's not like flying private jets like michael still flies in the same seat that i do like you know there's nothing like that crazy. you know it's not like that extravagant and like he's just a normal hu- human being and i think just um me like realizing that and like you know because going to nationals like you see guys like max McHugh or like dylan hillis they're like massive you know like I'm, I was like 140 pounds at uh, 145 pounds at nationals. And these guys are like 230, I don't know, 250. Like these guys are massive, you know? So like, just like, you know, knowing that, oh, I did these 25s next to Michael and like, I kind of got him, you know? So like, you know, I mean, I'll just hop in like while he's like dying and like <laughs> someone like 25 or something, like I got MA. Um, but, you know, just having him and, you know, just like he's, the nicest guy ever like at meets and stuff like you know he'll he'll just like anything i need and like seeing him at all these international meets and like not in coronado is also really cool you know at worlds like we got to like meet up there and it was like just really fun um so like it's really great like just having him as a neighbor and like definitely like has helped me like become the swimmer i am yeah all right so follow up to that is it true MA destroys you at beach volleyball? <laughs> yes. I'm not 6'6", six, six, so he does. Yeah. I, I I don't know about the surfing surfing question though. I mean, I haven't I've been surfing too much because I've been so focused on swimming, but I don't know. Michael Michael's kind of a kook, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um 
if, if you yeah. don't know, Michael submitted all of these questions. So right. that's that's why they're so pointed. Um, okay, I've got a couple quick ones. Um, you have a, a fishing YouTube channel. Yeah, right? how did you find that? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the beans. How did this come yeah, to be? So this was during COVID. I didn't really have much going on, and I love fishing. Um, like, huge fishermen, like, all go out, like, whenever I can. I mean, I always, like, we've always lived around the water, so fishing. Like, I love fishing, surfing, like, anything water. Like, I'm just, like, um, but, yeah, I love fishing. So, and I love, like, filming and taking photos and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, why not? Like, I've always wanted to, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, started making my own videos. I think pumped out, like, 60 videos or something during that time. Like, even had, like, a sponsor for a while. It was pretty cool, but, I don't know, I just, like, been so tired and busy with something that's been like hard so i haven't made any videos but if that's something people want to see again maybe (laughs) all right well you can send nick a dm if you want to see more fishing videos you can check them out at fishing angamo am i saying that right yeah it means like foreigner in singapore like since (laughs) since i don't sound like local like everyone calls me that in singapore so that's that's where the name comes from but gotcha (laughs) okay that's that's fishing angmo a n g m o h if you want to check nick's fishing youtube channel out all right (laughs) we got two minutes last question the ncaa man i know you just went on a recruiting trip to texas um what what are you thinking about the ncaa system as a whole so far i mean i'm like definitely interested i mean it like it just looks so fun um you know most of these long course meets i go to like by myself and i think at juniors i swam like my first relay like real relay with the guys i swam a relay at worlds um but um yeah at juniors we we were in the last heat and they already like posted that the other guys won and i was like what and like they already uploaded the video i was like what um, but I don't know, we, we weren't even sure we we're going to do, do the relay. And then one of the guys showed up and like, that was honestly one of the, like, I, I think that was the best moment of like all the swims I've ever had. Like, just like doing that with my teammates and like, you know, breaking the meat record and then now I'm getting first and we weren't even going to do it. And it was just like awesome. But so yeah, I definitely like would want to experience that more. Um, and the NCAA seems like a perfect place for that, but yeah. So you're in the recruiting process now. So can you, can you, Tell me about that experience and all in 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been fun. Um, I really enjoy like talking to, you know, just like having this experience of like, you know, and having the opportunity to get, like get to talk to all these like amazing, like just meeting so many people and like getting to like experience all these like experiences, you know, visiting, like I'll never get to do this again. So it's just like really fun. I mean, it's a little stressful, but yeah, it's, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Do you took a trip to Texas. Do you have other trips planned so far? Yeah, I have Cal, Stanford, um, and then Princeton and UNC. Yeah. Sweet. Um, okay, we're about to run out of time, but Nick, thank you so much for joining the pod. It was great talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.